Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the famous Duenas podcast. Um, this episode is a dialogue about doula work and taking control of the birth. So I got a very special guest here, doula extraordinaire, all around Devon family. <laughs> Mr. Daya Devon, say what up to the people. Peace, peace. How's everybody doing out there today? You do realize you're sideways, right? At least on my screen. Oh, I need to be vertical? I mean, if that's, you know, <laughs> I guess that might help, maybe. But, you know, it's, it's whatever. But, uh... Yeah, let's see. Well, because I got my headset in, so I can't set my camera... I can't set my phone straight up. Oh, look. No, nobody cares. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, at least I don't. So... Tell me about how you got into doula work or matter of fact, let's start all the way from like, you know, like for dummies, like someone who's never heard about doula or anything like that. All I heard was okay. like, doula dragons. Um, <laughs> what is a doula? Well, normally when people say doula, they mean uh, a birth doula or a labor doula. And that's the general understanding but a doula is really anybody who's of service who assists you in anything so there are death doulas there are any anything that you can go through there's there are doulas that specialize in that so but for general sense whenever someone says doula they mean actually mean a birth doula somebody that works with women having children um and in the basic form we are just there to serve the woman like whatever she needs um whatever she helping her get through emotional physical spiritual especially my brand of doula services it includes spiritual um because i believe that birth is a very spiritual experience um and then so doulas are supposed to support you no matter what you do and i tend to like to push women towards more natural or i attract women who do more natural types of birth um and so that includes training for pregnancy um so exercises yoga positions diet um inner child work healing emotional trauma uh, the actual going into the labor room and helping coach and if they're in the hospital protecting them from unnecessary procedures and that's like a big part of doula work right now is really getting in the hospitals and making sure that the woman is protected and her wishes are followed because when you're in the middle of labor you're not in your right mind and you're not supposed to be but they're like asking you legal things and you're not even in the right mind to really be able to consent honestly um so yeah that'll be and then after birth um uh, postpartum doulas will help with breastfeeding mom, if mama just needs a break take a shower run errands um anything she's having issues pain whatever just somebody that she can kind of bounce ideas off of or like is this okay is this normal is this right before maybe she calls the doctor or before she gets like really worried or upset about it or if there might be a, a remedy for it or you know just anything so it's really just assisting the woman in every way shape or form so like a super nanny almost like just basically yes 
is the super nanny for the mother as she goes into motherhood. Wow, that is fantastic. Um, I just actually came up with this uh, this thought that came to my mind because I was talking to my shorty about you know this thing that we're trying to um, this episode that we we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And is there a difference between a midwife and a doula? Yes. So midwives are medically trained. Like they go through actual medical training to do every, basically everything that would be done in a hospital for um, um, everything. Like as a doula, I'm not allowed to be medical in any shape or form. I can, if a woman wants to have her own baby, this is where the legal stuff comes. If the woman wants to have her own baby at home, I can accompany her. I can assist her in that, but I'm not allowed to say, I'm going to deliver your baby. That is a midwife who has insurance, training, licensing, and all of that to be able to back like. So if something is wrong with the baby when the baby's born, the midwife actually has the training and the instruments to do it. Like they travel with the AED, they travel with all the necessary equipment like to do emergency type of things. so they are more medically trained and they can actually act as medical professionals to say, oh, you need to do this. You don't need to do this and da, 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 and all that stuff. A doula is just an assistant that has a lot of experience. So some people will start off as doulas and become midwives, but doulas are not licensed medical professionals through like the state. So... Wow, I'm glad I asked that question. That's a big difference. <laughs> it's a huge difference. It is a huge difference. Dang, that's like I don't want to say like an official relationship or friends with benefits, but kinda. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's kinda kinda what it is. It's like we can't give medical advice. We're just like making suggestions from our experience. It's like when you have like like the the granny that's seen many, many, many deliveries, so she kind of knows how this stuff goes, right. but she's not medically actually trained. Right. That's basically what the doula is. It's like, we've been through enough, we did a little bit of training, we got the research, and a lot of the stuff that doulas learn, you can honestly find on the internet, like, as general information. But it is once doulas actually start going through births and helping women, you start to see patterns and you start to learn, okay, yeah, that's what that means. That's what this means. This is how you can help this one. You just gain experience more as a doula to be able to recognize certain signs and do certain things, but you're still not a medical person. Like, so the midwife that I used, they are now about $8,000, usually not covered by insurance, to have a midwife come to your home, do all your prenatal care. Like, they do like blood work, all of that stuff. Like, it's just like you're going to the doctor, but you're not. You're going to a midwife, because that's all she does is have babies, help women have babies. Um, but they're about $8,000 now. Five years ago, it was around six. So... And I think we have, a, we're about to have one black midwife in Indianapolis. That's not, that's not in a hospital. I can't speak for, I don't, I don't necessarily, 
agree with the idea of midwives being in hospitals because you work for the hospital, so you're going to be pushing hospital policy. Yeah, you are. So, you know what I mean? Like, so there might be black midwives in hospitals. I can't say, but as far as independent, I believe we're going to have our first one here pretty soon. Like, yeah. Damn, that is crazy. So what made you want to become a doula? Um, my birth. <laughs> so I had a home birth, water birth, just me, my son's father, and the midwife. I called her late, like super late. Like I was already in the second stage or the what people call the pushing phase, which you don't actually have to push, but that's something else. Um, I was in that stage when she got there. So like I was literally having my baby when she walked into the to the house like um and it was just so peaceful like it was just like i was walking around completely unprepared so he had to still go get the list of things that we were supposed to have um so he i sent him out to lowe's <laughs> and i'm at home like get like trying to get stuff together like oh this shit is really happening like there is gonna be a baby by the end of today okay um, and I got to play music. I got to eat. Like you don't get to eat once you go to the hospital. And if you're in labor for 24 hours and you haven't ate, what kind of energy and power do you have to actually have a baby? Mm -hmm. Then they wonder why they end up having to cut it out of people because she's exhausted. She can't, she's body's just like, I need fuel. So you get to eat, listen to music. Like me and him was like clowning half the time because he would just laugh every time I fell to the floor with a contraction. <laughs> and like, because <laughs> it would just be like, I'd be in the middle of a sentence. I'd be like, hold on. And I just like drop down to my knees, get my go through the contraction, and I pop back up. And he was like, "This is freaky. Like this is some weird." And I just like he, you know, because most people have this idea of in the hospital, it's just like pain, 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 and there's no like, and it's not like that at home, especially if you're comfortable and you're able to walk around. Then you have the baby, and there's no one trying to like prop, like stick them and do all kind of crazy stuff to them and taking them away from you and just, you know, doing the most and pushing on your uterus and making sure stuff is in the right place. Like every 30 minutes, like it is just, it's just so ridiculous. People trying to pressure you into getting all this stuff done that you don't need done. You get to skip all of that. And then like, I literally had him sat in the tub for about 30 minutes. Then got out of the birth tub, got into the water, my, my actual bathtub, took a herb bath, they brought him to me. He took the herb baths with me. We got up. His daddy held him. I went in the room. She did do like a little check. It's not like check for tears. And, uh, and she does check. You know, they do check the uterus to make sure everything seems to be going back. But it's just once. In the hospital, they do it like every half an hour. And it hurts. And then I got my baby back. And we went to sleep in our own bed. And that was it. That was my experience. And I was like, this is wonderful. And before that, I had to go in with my sister when she had a C-section because, like, that morning, her husband had to have an emergency, uh, his wisdom teeth pulled. So he was literally, like, he couldn't even drive him to the hospital. Yeah, they, they drove and he was, like, he was, like, in the waiting room, like, I'm like, I can't And I was, like, yeah. I guess it's on me. <laughs> like, I guess I need to go in here. And I was traumatized. Like, I was completely traumatized by everything that happened. My nephew was screaming bloody murder. He hadn't even been held yet. My sister is like halfway out of her mind crying because she's like, the baby's crying. And she's like, and I'm like, and they're just passing him around doing all this stuff. And I was like, can, can I just hold him first? Like, can, 
somebody comfort him or do something. He's just literally screaming like he's pulling his hair out. And that's like his first five minutes on earth. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, this is not okay. And then my cousin, she had her son, but it was just like, she would be getting into like the flow of like getting into the contractions. And then like somebody would come in and be like, need an epidural, we can do this, we can do And I'm like, just leave her alone. Then they want to bring in students to like watch you and like, look at, and I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, no, 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 no. And so I was like, yes, I want to help people <laughs> not do this and like, um, the lady from Dallas, the doula from Dallas, who I got my certification through, I was scrolling on Instagram. It just popped up like the day before she was starting a new training. And I was like, it's a sign. And I just pressed play and was gone from there. Yeah, because that sounds that sounds crazy. Um, I mean, I saw the, uh, I guess, the video that they show you in, in biology class. Some people, like, they couldn't see it. I was just like, you just see the head pop of the coos like whoop. They don't show you all the crazy stuff, like you know, all of that. And it's just crazy. Yeah. It sounds like like how like you know, back in the day before the pop-up blocker and like, you know, a bunch of different ads show up. That's like how it, it is. And I'm pretty sure the person that comes up to you and each service that they offer has a price tag to it. Yes. All yeah. of it. If you get induced, there's a price tag. Like if yeah. you take whatever there's a uh, I forget the name of it. There is a medication that they can give you that's supposed to like help you relax and like help you take a nap and it's supposed to like speed things up, but it's not pitocin, so it's not induction. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they just do the most. Like they just do. They're just always just trying to do something extra. Like like they're literally salesmen. Like pop up ads. Yeah. My last birth, we did. We waited the to her contractions were three minutes um apart one minute long for an hour that means you're pretty close to giving birth before we went to the hospital <laughs> so they took a while to get a room she's in like the waiting room going through the most and they're like um is she in and they were thought she was being dramatic because she was just there maybe like six hours ago and she was only like a centimeter but like she was on her shit like she was listening and she was submitting to the contractions so she was like dilating quickly so we they were like oh well yeah she was just here i'm sure she's that's just a lot and i was like okay so they get her back there and they test her like oh my gosh she's already eight centimeters dilated get her into the room and they get her to the room by the time they get her back there she's nine centimeters dilated by the time they let her mom and his mom back she's ready to start pushing and when they first get her back there they were like does she want an epidural bitch why 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 like that I was just, my mind was blown. And they were like, well, um, then they, did they offer, they were saying, oh, we can break her waters. That's what they said, we can break her waters to speed it up. I was like, it's speeding just fine. That doesn't even make sense. It's like, they're just really like, I was like, it's like she literally just did another centimeter by the time y'all got her from the exam room to the labor room. So why would, why do we need to speed it up? And they still ended up popping her. They still ended up breaking her water. Because they just can't help themselves. Like, they literally cannot help themselves. Like, the doctor was like, oh, there's his head. And he's coming out. And you can see the sack. And she just, like, popped it. And I'm like, they can come out in the sack. Like, 
it, that's okay too. You know what I mean? Like, why are you doing extra stuff for no reason? It's just, I don't like, that's my, I really hate hospital births, but I know that's where we're needed the most because of the mortality rate, because they just be doing stuff because they're like, oh, you want to get induced and speed it up? And they're like, no, if you get induced, that increases your chance of having to have a cesarean. And it's going to make it hurt a lot more. And then you're probably going to want an epidural because your contractions are going to be a lot worse when you're induced. And then if you have an epidural, that's also going to increase your chances of having a C-section. And it's going to put your baby in distress. So. And I hear they get a cut. They get like an extra little bonus for the, uh, the C-section. Now, part of my ignorance in being a male, but I'm not exactly sure what epidural is. So epidural is like a spinal tap. They basically numb you from the waist down. Now imagine being numb from the waist down, trying to push a baby out of your vagina. Kind of like you like, what, what even sense does that make? <laughs> like, well, I'm a, I don't have a vagina, but I'm gonna just say it's like taking a dump from the front. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just go with that. Well, yeah, imagine trying to boo-boo without, well, you can't feel your butt. Like, you can't feel what's going on down there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. Uh, I, was ex- I was explaining an epidural. Gotcha. <laughs> so I, to a I man without a vagina. <laughs> Understood. I was like, okay, what an interesting place to jump in on. Yes, yeah, it's, it's wild. But I, I really didn't know. I just know while somebody... um. One of my uh, people I used to work with, um, her name was spelled wrong. It was like a very common name and it was like spelled wrong. And it was because she had to sign a uh, birth certificate, you know, with the epidural. Yeah, she wasn't thinking right. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people was like, it's spelled one way, but if you spell it how, if you say her name, how it's spelled, she'll go off. And I'm like, but it's, what you want me to do? That's what it looked like. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, I could have looked it up, but I just figured I'd ask. Them. <laughs> yeah, that's the least misogynistic thing I could do. Um, <laughs> so I do have a, a list of questions, but because um my shorty's looking to uh have a uh a natural birth, well I guess I'm okay. to have one too, right? That's kind of how that goes. <laughs> um, ain't nobody pregnant though. Don't you know. I was just about Y'all to just, ask. Yes. <laughs> She just wants to be, hey, but that's the best way for women to be prepared is to already be prepared before you actually get pregnant. So you know what you're getting into. Like, stay ready, you got to get ready. Yes. So, um, but before I get to the list of questions, um, I mean, just the whole concept of a woman being on her back giving birth and going against gravity sounds crazy to me. It sounds painful. It sounds painful. I actually saw my mother give birth to my sister when I was younger. So yeah, that was, that was wild. <laughs> it's not, and it makes it, it makes the space smaller for, exactly. they have to come out. So it doesn't exactly. even make, it doesn't even make sense to even mm-hmm. do it that way. Like, like mm-hmm. once you know how stuff works, you realize the stuff they do in the hospital doesn't even make sense. Like nobody is actually using any critical thinking. Oh no, not at all. It's at all, all backwards. It's just it's all, it's backwards. all backwards. Like, mm-hmm. and no woman really 
will naturally lay on her back to give birth. Like mm -hmm. if they naturally move my, the, the midwife that actually delivered, that was there when I had my son, she waited the last minute to go to the hospital to have her baby. Because the first time they like literally strapped her to the bed. She mm. kept getting up. Yeah. So she's older. Her child's like in college. You know what I mean? Like, so this was real. Like, yeah, you're going to lay on this bed. You have to have a right. baby on your back time. Um, and she was like, they literally like strapped her to the bed. So she was like, this time I was just going to wait to the last minute. She was like, like I was in the wheelchair getting pushed to the room and he was coming out and she was mm. like, and they still made me lay on my back for the last couple of pushes to get him out oh. she was, yeah so she was like so that's what got her into becoming a midwife was mm. she was like that felt like torture you know what i mean she mm. was like i felt like they were torturing me because my body was saying get up get up and do and they would not and let they me. weren't letting her they were yeah. not letting her and i was like that's so sad and this was a white lady like so right, it's right. not even like it's across the board like black oh yeah is bad but it's across it's women the board. period it's women Man. period like it's mm -hmm. bad mm. and i'm pretty sure considering that they make the birth experience so unpleasant that could probably add to you know the whole postpartum thing the resenting oh absolutely people. oh absolutely and not to, it's, I would like, it's equivalent to, or it could go into the same category as like a sexual abuse because mm. having children, that's a sexual experience because you're using your sexual organs. So it's a mm. very, it's a very, and so someone is going against your will and what you naturally want to do and what your body wants to do. It's, it's like a violation. And then if you get cut or snipped down there and you just, no one was listening to you and all this stuff you you that's a violation and you feel violated and then you have to take that and that's a part of the birth experience with your child so when you see exactly. your child it takes you back to that violation to all of that to that experience so mm -hmm. yeah like you now you got these mixed emotions when you're looking at this child not every woman but you know what i mean like it that was a part of it and so yes it can add to the postpartum like yeah, yes. <laughs> I agree with that. And it's it's unconscious, like she said. It's not that you're trying to look at your child and be like, oh my God, I can't stand him. The whole experience is intertwined. It's it's connected. And I can't even imagine people who have to get snipped and then sewn down there and yeah. they make it seem like it's such a natural part of the birthing yeah. experience. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. And some women never recover, like, sexually. Mm -hmm. Like, they still mm -hmm. have they still have problems. Um, it doesn't feel the same. They lose feel like when you, you're cutting through tissue and all like oh, yeah. they, they lose feeling down there. Um, people with epidurals, sometimes they never, they still have like numb spots or they still mm -hmm. have back pain for mm -hmm. years and years and years later. So like, yeah, like, of course, like you're going to have bad, it's too much bad mixed in with what's supposed to be this like great, beautiful, non-traumatizing event or at least right. traumatizing in a good way like right, there, right i guess there's good trauma too but like <laughs> we don't think of it as trauma you know what i mean it's mm -hmm, still a traumatic mm -hmm. thing but it's so positive but right th this be oh lord like i'll be sad yes <laughs> be, and like, then you have sad. so many
young girls who just have an aversion to having children because of all the horror stories they hear and of course you know some people just don't want to have children and that's totally Mm -hmm. fine but you have women that are like oh my god I don't want to risk my life to bring life into this world world. it it shouldn't be all that it shouldn't be all that it is not a life risking thing like it's yeah it's just a simple thing that's supposed to happen and life goes on like it's Mm -hmm. just like, actually, was um I was watching this show, and I don't even watch like doctor shows like that because you know mm. I'm fake woke or whatever. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it was something where like um this woman like I guess the doctor's wife is pregnant or something like that. And he's like, and I need, I need to get her to a hospital, or whatever, whatever. And it's just like, look, man, we've we've been on Earth for how long? Do you think like yeah. before doctors like how do how do you think people had birth? Exactly. I, I they're think- literally brand new to this equation. Like, oh yeah, yeah. They're like, what is it? Like, I think is it a is it forties or something? Mm. Like, <laughs> it was mostly. And this is the thing: it was black women who was delivering all the babies. The, mm-hmm. the always because it wasn't something that they wanted to do. It wasn't yeah. just like, oh, go have a baby and da 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 da, and that's like the nanny you know what I mean like the little mm-hmm. the, I don't want to say inch your mama but that's you know what I mean like that's the, <laughs> like that was yes. the thing like that was their was, yeah that the was mammy the like the that was the, yes. the, the mammy if you want to say that's mm-hmm. what she did like and she wasn't taught and qualified or any of that it's just it just came enough natural baby. yeah you you, mm-hmm. you have a baby and you see enough babies be born it's pretty it's a pretty simple thing like we just got to mm-hmm. get out the way like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, baby's like, coming like, just like how, you know, when babies, they they know how to, for the most part, like, do things. Or like animals, when they're first born, like, within minutes, they just instinctively know what to do. No. Oh, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. They That's just figure so it out. Mm-hmm. My like, mom has been... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, no, go ahead. I've been talking um, a lot, so go ahead. <laughs> you My mom has been... Um, my younger sister actually has two children already. I do want children, but later on. But my mom has been watching um, her grandchildren not lately, and she's just amazed at re-watching and relearning how babies just figure things out. I think she's about one and a half right now, and she's just trying to climb on chairs to reach things. She's building things. And that's, like you said, that's just the children do naturally they just want to figure things out they don't need to be told it just comes it just comes it's second nature to them mm-hmm. and that's one of the main things that I loved about my midwives was mm-hmm. like they taught me to do like just trust your body like you're gonna yeah, know what yeah. to do like you would do you want to sit like do you want to sit down do you want like she was just mm-hmm. like what yeah whatever you need to do like and when she came in I was kind of like halfway I don't know I was doing something weird in the tub like I was just like I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm doing I'm, am I pushing I don't know this is weird and she was like but I had my eyes closed and I remember her saying she was just like if you feel a lot of pressure on your bum you can turn over and like I turned over onto like all fours and it was like maybe maybe 10 minutes later like and mm-hmm. it was just like he came out like superman one arm so to the front. you don't feel like you had to push he just came out no See, i was like, crazy about it mm-hmm. yeah because like i mean i was i thought i was pushing but like i i didn't really feel the urge to push i just mm-hmm, felt mm-hmm. like pushing happening you know what i mean right, like right, so, right. And i was just like mm, like it was just like involuntary right. and i was just like moaning with it like i was just like mm. Like mm-hmm, it's coming, mm-hmm. like something is happening, gotcha. and the first, the first push, like the first thing that made me like, oh, I think I'm supposed to push, or this is different. It literally like 
brought me up out of the tub. Like I was sitting there going through contractions. Mm. Like I was riding the waves. I was like, okay, this is, I'm, I can do this. Like, okay, let's go. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, and it was like, everything was like pushing. And I was like, oh, right. this, uh, something else. I got to do something else now. Cause that contraction and breathing thing is not what I need to do anymore. Mm. And like, mm. And I had been so peaceful that it scared his dad because the midwife hat wasn't there yet. She was like still a couple, like a couple minutes away. And cause I thought it was going to be like an all day affair. I had my son mm. in 10 hours from mm. the first contraction. So he was here is everybody was like, Oh yeah. First birth, you know, it might be like 17 to 24 hours and all this stuff. So I was like, I don't want her here all day. You know what I mean? Like, so I kept putting, <laughs> right. like, I, was like, I don't want her just looking at me, go through contractions. That doesn't sound, I know I don't want that, but I wait like, so I waited and it scared him man, cause I seen the fear in his face. Cause he seen like my reaction and he was just like, he just looked at me. He said, you better have your baby. <laughs> like that's all. He said. That was it. That was it. Right, right. That was the phrase. Like, cause he didn't know what else to, He's like, this is what you wanted now. Like, you right, wanted to right. have a baby, have a baby. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm, right. so, but it was just like, I didn't feel like I was actually pushing. It just felt like something was pushing out. Like, exactly, exactly. And I was like, it's See, coming. That makes me think that the whole, you know, of course we know lay on the back causes trauma, but the fact that they force you to push also adds to that trauma. Because the way that you're describing it, that your body just kind of knew internally to push, is so different than them telling you, you know, push and and all the screaming you hear. (laughs) And they said, Mm because I I did the, I read um, hypnobirthing, like through my, Mm -hmm. we had a choice of different things to read in my program. And so I chose to do like the hypnobirthing, like I read most of that stuff in anything that hypnobirthing was an option. I just went towards that. And they were saying that pushing like physically pushing actually slows it down because you tense up Mm. the muscles and they're supposed to be relaxed so it can just push it out like you're not Mm -hmm. your muscles aren't what's pushing it out that all needs to be relaxed like all of that needs to be relaxed so that that your uterus can actually just because you can't contract your uterus and push like right 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 i can't physically like contract my uterus. I can my cervix, yes, but like my actual uterus that's coming mm-hmm, down to push mm-hmm. them. I can't control Right, we that. can't do that. Yeah. So we what can't is do that. what is my pushing do to help? Yes, it's tensing like, up your body. That makes <laughs> yes, sense. I mean that makes perfect sense. I was like, yeah. Huh. Like when I, I was like that makes sense. And then she talked about animals. She was like mm. when she discovered hypnobirthing watching cats have babies. She was like, it wasn't, she was just purring and laying there. Like there, she was just like, like limp, just laying there and purring the whole time. And then she just had a baby. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, like, it was just like, I looked and there was a baby, like there was just, she like to see the lumps coming through and just like, and she was like, and she never like, was like, I'm having a baby. She's just like mm-hmm. laying there and babies and came just out. came out. Yeah. And then she also mm. talked about fear in birth. When you're uncomfortable or when you're in fear, you can literally stop labor and reverse it. So Ooh. she was like, the cat, there was like some chickens. She lived on like a farm, I think. She was mm. like, and the chickens and like a dog or something was like making noise and stuff outside. And she was like, and she stopped. And she picked up the one kitten that she had. No, she had two. She picked up the one kitten and ran off somewhere she said she was gone for a few minutes and she came back and got the other kitten then she was like she came back two days later with four kittens mm. so she literally stopped having because she sensed danger or fear and she wasn't comfortable stopped her labor got her babies took them somewhere safe and started and having finished labor. the job 
So if you're in the hospital and they keep scaring you, like, oh, if you don't do this or da 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 da, and mm-hmm. then they wonder why women stop progressing and they get stuck at this six centimeters or they get because they're scared and your body shuts off labor. Right. Like right. so, that's not good. Or like yes. if somebody walks in a room that you don't want, that's why I be telling people all the time. You have whoever you want and who makes you comfortable in the room. You do not have to have your mother, his Mm -mm. mother, yo daddy, whoever thinks they, yo mama, whoever thinks they deserve to be there, does it. Exactly. It's about you and your baby and what makes you comfortable. So there is no pressure. I'll tell them. Like, I was like, I don't know these people. I'll tell them. (laughs) Like, no. You know what I mean? Well, now you can only have one plus a birth worker. So that's a little different. But. Like, I'll be mean, like, it's not about, no, this is not about nobody else. Like, stop, I mean, don't think about nobody else, you and your baby. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. So. There gotta be a bouncer too as a doula, that's crazy. <laughs> I told you, it's whatever the mother needs. If I got a bouncer, if I got um, to curse out a few doctors, a few nurses, like. Right, let it go, mine. let it happen. I, I said, I'll <laughs> Mm-hmm. Your mama, like mama, stay in the waiting room. We will. She will call you back. She right. like, I can't believe. Yes, we'll believe it. Believe it because it's <laughs> happening. Like, and you're gonna have a beautiful grandchild at the end of this. So just calm down. Right, you need to go over there right now. <laughs> All right. So here are my questions. Well, my, my girl questions. Uh, the first one is about uh, what steps you need to get ready for a home birth. Hope you want to take it or you want? Oh, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) So, um, I don't have children yet, but I do know that I do want a home birth or at least somewhere. If I do a birthing center or whatnot, it'll be as close to a home simulation environment as possible. And, um, I, I kind of do what I just did. I just feel like that you need to have the right headspace and make sure that no one is there that you don't want to be. Because I've told my man this many times, even before this was even a conversation I was having. I don't want certain people even around me when I'm pregnant. Like if there are some friends of his or whatever that I don't associate with too much, you're not going to be around me. Like, I'm sorry, they can get pictures if they want to, but physically being around me, no, no. Because the number one important thing is me and the child that I'm bringing into this world. I don't want to mm-hmm. birth a child in a sense of trauma or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Twitter's a funny little world. So when you talk about the <laughs> fact that you want to have a home birth and have all these people like, well, you can't plan this. Well, you can't plan that. I think that I can be as in control of the birthing process as I can. I mean, of course, if the child wants to come early, that will just happen. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, I can prepare my space in the meantime. We know Mm -hmm. it takes 36 weeks to 40 weeks to have a full uh, pregnancy, full-term pregnancy anyway. So I can prepare my space. I can pick out the room I want to have it in. I can have my doulas, midwife, whomever I choose on call. I can at least prepare my space as much as possible Mm -hmm. mentally and, and physically. No, at least that's my interpretation of it. <laughs> yeah, and then you can also start looking at midwives and doulas mm-hmm. now because depending mm-hmm. on where you are, like when you know you're pregnant within that first, like you need to start. Kind of, if you want to have a home birth and you want to have mm-hmm. a midwife, you need to start looking and contacting people as soon as possible because they that's only true. take so many per month. That's true. So. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're booked for your date, then they're just booked for your date. And if, and and like I said, is. and there's a lot of women who are moving towards 
natural birth and home birth mm -hmm. right now. So they are booking up super fast, like just to, and if you're like, if you're in a bigger city, you probably, you got a little better chance of having more, like we only have one birth center in Indianapolis and we're not even mm -hmm. a small city. You know what I mean? Right, like right, we're, right. we're like 12th maybe or somewhere in there. Like we're not. And so they fill up fast and you know, just like know what you want. You want a water birth, you want to like, you know, start researching, but the actual process of what you need, it's not that much. Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's quite a simple, it's, it's just really quite a simple process. I mean, if you're going, if you're going to cut the core, you need something to cut the core. You're going to need some receiving blankets. If you're doing right. a water birth, you need a water tub and a hose, like, you know, some snacks, frozen fruit goes, you know what I mean? Like it's, once you and especially if you get a midwife or doula they're going to walk you through the process of everything that you actually need mm. as far as like as far as what you actually need but i would say like if you know you're trying to get pregnant um start finding your doula and start seeing who you vibe with and who has mm. a similar you know like a spirit that you feel comfortable with and it's going to prepare you but another great thing is like start a yoga practice Mm -hmm. in preparation mm -hmm. for like home birth and like the breathing and the mental like if you know you're about to be you want a home birth and you want to do natural i think like yoga even if you just start with sun salutations it doesn't have to get like real deep and per like oh, real yeah. deep and crazy mm -hmm. but just like something that gets you breathing and moving and any type of like breath work it's yeah, simple though. i agree with that like i agree with that people have babies in the car on the way to the hospital all the time so like oh, you yeah. really don't you really don't need nothing <laughs> like you oh, like, yeah. oh, as yeah. far as, like you really don't need nothing mm -hmm. and it's way cheaper like these hospital bills i've seen six figure hospital bills yes. i'm like for what what did you do <laughs> What did you do? So that, yeah, I agree. we were talking about that earlier. They when you mm. go to the hospital, they just start offering you all this stuff. And he yeah. was like, "Sounds like he said, it sounds like papa baths." I said, "That's exactly what." It is. <laughs> yes, yes. You need an induction? Right? You need epidural? Like, oh, we got this other mm -hmm. new drug that you can try. Like exactly. And they know the more drugs, the loopier you get. So you're just like, yeah, I want all of that. Once, yeah, once Boom. you once they get you on, you hooked. It's like a drug exactly. dealer. You hooked, and exactly. they like you're gonna get her more and more and more. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, you, Ajay, you answered like three questions already. <laughs> but um, let me see. Uh, what kind of diet do you need to have? Like, or like, let me let me phrase it better. No shade. Um, what what kind of um, what role does diet play in like a pregnancy? Man, I mean, what you eat is literally building your baby. So like, it's building if you. Too. It's building you too, and you're because you're supplying you're supplying the uh, the things that need to build you know to build your baby. So like if you don't have a lot of magnesium in your body, then like your baby either you gonna lose all the magnesium you got and have issues, or your baby's gonna be lacking. You know what I mean? Like so mm -hmm. you want I mean fruits, vegetables <laughs> are like mm -hmm. great, and that's also gonna cleanse you. You know what I mean? And get a lot of the toxins that you've been building up from probably not eating like you're going to have a baby or you're going to build a baby um, and cleansing like a lot of the toxins and stuff out of your body. Um, teas are really good. Mm, yes. Teas are a great and a simple way to like cleanse and add good stuff to your body. Um, but I would just say the base of your diet needs to be like fruits and vegetables. I'm not mm -hmm. saying you like need to be vegan or you can't ever have this, but like 
you're not eating for two people. Your baby is not a whole human. So like right. your baby right. is not a full size adult. So this whole you're eating for two, that's false. Mm -hmm. And usually when people do that, that it, it doesn't give you the go ahead to eat like all the sugar and ice cream and all that stuff because that doesn't that doesn't do anything but addict your baby to sugar. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like you just want to stay as much nat as natural as you can. So like mm -hmm. things that have one ingredient. So apples, oranges, rice, beans, like it just needs to have one ingredient, mm -hmm. cut out a lot of processed food because that stuff like you your body is a good barrier. Like your body is going to filter a lot of things out because the woman's body is amazing. So mm -hmm. like we have women that drink through their, during their whole pregnancy and they still for, for intensive purposes, they have a healthy enough baby that's going to live. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. they might have some nerve issues and they might be a little colicky and all that, but like you were literally drinking poison your whole life and your body was able to still build a baby and create a baby that is going right. to survive. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, but the less you, the less poison you take in, the better and the healthier your baby will be and it'll prime them to want to be healthy also. Right. So. Yeah, I agree with that. And I obviously you know, I haven't been pregnant yet, but I kind of attribute it to some PMS symptoms that women get, you know, when they're eating all of those processed things, when they're eating too much fast food and they're like, oh my God, you know, my period's heavy for seven days a week, blah, 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 yes. and all of that. You know, and you have crazy morning, morning exactly. sickness. Mm -hmm. You won't have as much morning sickness when you're eating natural things. Like you would right. still like I was nauseous a lot. Like I, I was right. not a lot, but I would feel like nauseous sometimes. But I never mm -hmm. actually threw up any time right. during my pregnancy. Right. Um, right. I also used a little THC, but <laughs> for the times where I did feel like I might kind of, but it wasn't a lot. Like I never, I never actually threw up at all. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like, it's just not a big, it's, and then you can take ginger, like, for those things. But when you, if you're, if you're building a baby and your body's going through all these changes, but it also still has to detox all the crap that you're putting into it, yeah, you're stress. taxing your body so much. So that's why you're always tired and you're just, Ugh, mm -hmm. and people get to the end of their pregnancy and they feel like they're about to die. Like yeah. it's, uncom it's definitely uncomfortable, but you shouldn't feel like death. <laughs> like of you course, should yeah. not feel like death because you should be taking care of your body. Of not like, putting bullshit in it all the time yes. like that's just and it's so it. crazy how all of these negative symptoms we have associated with being normal <laughs> when they're not, not they're not at all <laughs> at all like at all so again you answered pretty much most of the stuff <laughs> but um last question here is uh what do you do to help produce um milk oh like, man like, eat eat <laughs> Like, I did not realize how much you literally had to eat to produce breast milk. Like, mm -hmm. thinking that you, like, when people be talking about you eating for two when you're, like, pregnant, no, the real eating starts when you're breastfeeding. I was like, mm -hmm. what? My, my, I was just like, I don't feel like I'm making enough milk. And she was like, you're not eating it. Like, every time, every time I went into the, um, his, after they saw him, like, after, after I had him, they came to the house twice and then I went there for one of for one of my follow-up for his follow-up appointment and they were just always feeding me like she was like eat something like eat something mm -hmm. like you need to be eating every two hours 
to make sure you are creating and it wasn't like full meals but like right but something's not just something she was like you know get you a cup of nuts get you like date bars get you like every couple of hours like in between your meals you need to be eating in order to produce breast milk like you need a lot of sustenance and then there's teas that you can drink um Mm -hmm. yeah i've heard of different herbs Mm -hmm. yeah there's Mm -hmm. different herbs that you can drink that increase um your milk production can't think of them off the top of my head right now but um there's certain teas that you can drink and just eating like i think that's what i underestimated is like how much you really because i'm a i'm a one meal a day type of person with like yeah snacks. same you know same. what i mean with like snacks and fruit all day but they was like no eat more no eat more <laughs> i was mm-hmm. like and then by the time he got to he was like 13 pounds and they were like so I, they're like we see that you took our advice because then you have, to, you have yeah. to be giving him like crazy amount of breast milk for him to almost double his weight right. and i was like mm-hmm. all right like but yes eating and healthy stuff like because again you can't create something to sustain life that needs to be so full of nu- nutrients if you're not mm-hmm. taking in stuff that's nutritious like so mm-hmm. like so it's like you're eating pancakes and french fries it's like mm. ugh, we don't we still don't have enough nutrients right to right, create to, to create, create milk. Uh-huh. yeah like we still don't have enough nutrients so like eat yeah. like that is man and stress stress levels will decrease your milk production so yeah i figure that makes sense don't stress like mm-hmm. it's not that means i can't be an asshole no <laughs> no <laughs> Not if you want the baby to eat good. <laughs> you got like three years where you can't be an asshole. One year when she's pregnant, two years after. <laughs> That's a great commitment right there. All right, so um, shifting gears a little bit to, um, I guess, this is kind of backwards, but going into mm-hmm. um, birth control, um, the natural thing, and also, I guess, I mean, I would like to think a lot of people know that birth control can have a lot of crazy side effects. Mm. But for some that do not, do y'all want to run down the list? Because, you know, I don't want to be a preaching misogynist. You know, just <laughs> One of the interesting recent side effects I've actually been looking up in regards to birth control is thyroid malfunction. Um, you know, we all know, of course, that birth control dams up the body so it prevents flow and blase blase. But there's apparently, and I wish I could find the article right now, but if you Google birth control and thyroid production, there's a lot of things that pop up. And there is a direct correlation from, uh, to, excuse me, a direct correlation to birth control and affecting and damaging your thyroid. And for people who don't know what the thyroid is, I mean, it's a very small gland. It's right here on your neck, but it controls so much of your body like that is your natural hormone production that is your balancing it's a huge part of your homeostasis so birth control inflicting with your pretty much natural born homeostasis is serious and once your thyroid gets to a certain point like if you get hyper or hypo excuse me thyroidism Hashimoto's disease grave disease it becomes an autoimmune disease and it becomes Mm -hmm. almost impossible to fix at that point you know, and doctors are scissor happy. They just love to cut oh, everything Lord. out. <laughs> so instead of including you know, your baby, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so many unnecessary C-sections. <laughs> so many. Sorry, so instead of catching it early and trying to help you reverse whatever damage 
you know, which is starts out mild. They just rather be like, all right, well, we just need to cut out your thyroid and just give you thyroid medicine for the rest of your life, which doesn't solve the problem. You know, thyroidism in women, it can cause hair loss. It can cause mm-hmm. fluctuations in weight. It can cause emotional damage. It can cause acne, Ooh. skin damage. There's, and that's just one thing that I've recently been looking into. So, and that's serious. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one it's, thing. It's, yeah. It's a it, big I thing, mean, though. Birth control. I was on birth control for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From the time I was 14, they, I had cysts on my ovaries that were mm-hmm. causing extreme pain whenever I ovulated. And then whenever I actually came on my cycle, we're like, I'm on the ground. Like, what is going mm-hmm. on? There's a sharp pain. Um, I don't know. Like, in the middle of volleyball practice, I remember, like, crawling out the gym. Like, I don't even know what's going on. So... <clears throat> I was on there for 10 years and it just wreaks havoc on mm-hmm. your whole body because it doesn't even you, cure the issue. It, it doesn't. It, for whatever, I mean, it shrunk the cyst because they're just adding hormones to your, mm-hmm. to your body that apparently does shrink the cyst, but it creates so many other problems. Like I end up with eczema. I end up, I thought, I didn't even, when I got pregnant with my son, I didn't even know I could have children. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I didn't, mm-hmm. I was not sure, because I was just having so many problems, like, and right. I finally just took myself off birth control, and um, I, I actually asked my doctor at my eight, when I was, like, 18, I was going off to college, and I was like, um, like, so about this birth control, like, <laughs> I've been on it for, like, a, a mm-hmm. while, like, and I'm mm-hmm. like, can I just keep doing this? Do I need to take breaks? Or, like, what? And she was like, oh, no, yeah, you just keep taking yeah, it. I tell you no. Until, yeah. until you're ready to have children. And I was like, in my, in my brain, I was like, that just does not sound right. Like, I just, to me, it was, I, that does not sound right, but I am mm-hmm. not a doctor. Like, that's what I was like, I'm not a right. doctor. Okay. So, like. I took, I just took it forever. And then like, I started researching and found out like how bad it was for you. And I came off of it. And then my body went like crash, like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness. I just had so many issues. It was Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And there's a, they say like, and if you take birth control, I think the threshold is like 10 years, your, your um, likelihood of developing cancer. Mm-hmm. increases increases um, mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> like a lot so it is very it's very very dangerous and there are a lot of natural ways to mm. um there are a lot of natural ways to handle birth control and uh charting knowing when you're ovulating there's only a few days a month where you can actually get pregnant yeah, yeah. so if you know when that is just mm-hmm. don't have sex during that time like if you can't take a and to be safe, if you can't take a week out of a month to be like, mm. we're going to take this break off because right, I don't right. a chance getting pregnant, like, you probably need to not have sex because you're not even responsible exactly. enough to have a child. Like, if you oh, can't yeah, take exactly. a week off to keep, uh, to, to skip these consequences, um, is it... There's a there's different herbs. I, I want to say I know one wild is wild yam. yam. Yeah, yes. I, I want to say wild yam. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Um, and then Queen's after the fact, lace, I think is another one. Yeah, that's another yeah. one. And then after the fact, if you are 
like if you didn't start your period, if you're charting and you know like, hey, I'm supposed to start this day, this day, I might give it a couple days or whatever, you can take um, vitamin C. Mm. There's people that say all that. I did it. I did it twice. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and you can also, if you know you've had unprotected sex, you can start taking vitamin C right then to encourage your period. So it don't even, you know what I mean? Mm. It just increases mm. your progesterone. I can never say it. Progesterone. But I know I the word. Say, <laughs> I, can, I can spell it, but I cannot say it. Um, and that just doesn't really necessarily. It encourages the lining to release. Like, so you may or may not be pregnant, but it encourages the lining to go ahead and release. And then there's um, Don Kwai and Blue Kohash are mm-hmm. other ones. And mm-hmm. um, parsley. You can make parsley tea. I've heard of women actually just putting parsley up there to help encourage your period to start. I mean, but mm-hmm. this is like within the first week of you're like, hey. I'm right, you got to be on it. Yeah, yeah. you got to be on it. So you got to know. You got to know when mm-hmm. you're supposed to be on, but you got to be on it. So there's just so many better ways yeah. to deal with it that are not going to affect your, your long-term health in any way. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My experience with birth control wasn't quite as long. I started in about I want to say about college, 18, 19. And I started on, because, you know, they love pushing birth control on us, of course, Mm. as well. So they had this wonderful women's health department at our school. Um, It's actually (laughs) really large. It was like a little mini hospital, honestly. It was actually quite large. Um, And I started on like... Yeah, listen. <laughs> and I don't remember the names of all the pills because I got some generic ones and it is really irrelevant. But I they always gave me like a micro dose estrogen pill. My body like rejected the pill over and over again. I would just throw up. I would still take it because I'm like, you know, this is what yeah. I'm supposed to do. You know, like you said, they're doctors. So that's right. So, but my body rejected it every time. I was so sick. I remember being at work one time and literally having to run to the bathroom to throw up every five minutes. I had to get sent home. And I did take myself off of those pills every time. And then I saw um, Depo and I was like, you know what? This seems convenient. Let me try this. So when I did this internship in California, I, I got the first shot when I was there. That was like terrible. That was terrible. And I actually did a thread on this, but I researched Depo because I was watching Law and Order. Yeah, I think it was Law and Order. And they briefly mentioned Depo Provera for chemical castration. And I was like, what? 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 So long story short, Depo was originally a chemical castration drug used for male sex offenders. It wasn't a birth control. It was originally a chemical castration drug that they remarketed to be a birth control for women. So red flag number one to anybody who's hearing this and is about to get on Zepo. That is like the worst thing ever. And wow. my experience with that was... <laughs> Say that again. So the Home Depot shot is a bad idea? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> terrible. I bled for TMI, but I bled for a month straight. Like, wow. it was so concerning. I was like... And seeing that, of course, causes stress and paranoia to the body. So I'm sitting here like, yo, what's going on? The doctor's like, oh, that's normal. It'll go away. It'll lighten up. It did not lighten up. It did not go away. It was like the heaviest day for 30 days. And when I first looked up Depo, every doctor was like, you can't take it more than three years. Then when I, after like the second and a half year, when I was going or about to make the appointment for my other shot, I asked the doctor the same thing. And she was like, no, I don't know where you got that from. You can take it forever. And I was like, 
But I took myself off. I ended up taking myself off. It's been like three years or whatever, two or three years since I've been on it, or excuse me, since I've been off it. But I had to take myself off because they were just about to keep injecting me. My sister did the patch. She did the patch. I've heard such horror stories. And she was like, I, she was like, I put it on. She was like, I just kept a yeast infection. She's like, it Mm. never had them. She's like, I put it on. She's like, I took it off and like went away. So I went to the doctor. I told him that he was like, no, you're crazy. That's not causing that. And it was like, they love telling you that. She said, put it back on. Two days later, yeast infection. She was like, Mm. no, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not Mm. doing it. And she told the doctor, this is when she was married. Like, this is when she was Mm. married. She was like, he's like, well, what are you going to do for birth control? She was like, oh, we're just going to chart. And you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. just know when I ovulate. And he said, he was like, well, you know what they call, uh, you know what they call married people who use charting for birth control? And she was like, what? He goes, parents. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bro. (laughs) I know. But my sister, my sister, they literally planned their children. Like, It's possible. She did like she was like, okay, we're gonna have children. We're gonna have a child now, and they got pregnant in like three months. It's like, do do do, pregnant. Second one, mm-hmm. same thing. Like, it's literally yeah. charting is so simple, and there's yes, so many apps out there now. There's like just it's <laughs> everywhere now. Like, yeah, so was- they discourage you from getting to know your own body, and it's so <laughs> backwards when you really sit and think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's super bad. So, let's say there's a, a lady, a young lady listening, or, or an older lady, whatever. Let's not discriminate. Um, and, you know, they're currently taking some sort of birth control or whatever, and they want to get off, but they're not sure, like, the process of, like, how their body's going to, like, recover and, like, get back to normal. Like, I don't know. I, mean, yeah. I ain't got the answer, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a process. It's going to be a process. Your body has to... Like how she was saying earlier about filtering out the toxins when you're pregnant or whatnot. It's going to be similar to that. Um, and the degree as to what your body has to recover really depends on your body and what you took and how long you took it for. Like yep. for me, I honestly, even though it's been two to three years, I honestly feel like my body is just stabilizing from the depot just because of the intensity of the drug and especially mm-hmm. learning that it was a chemical castration drug is just wild to me. Mm-hmm. So it, it just depends, but you're, you're going to have to go through recovery period. Like you're, it's, it's, it just comes with the territory. And it's going to be an extreme detox. Like it's yes. going to be an extreme detox. So I would couple it with your, a diet change. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look into like some gentle cleansing teas and stuff that's mm-hmm. going to help your body detox so that the symptoms aren't extreme. Because my symptoms were extreme and my mm-hmm. diet wasn't crazy bad, but I was still, I was still, I was still eating a little sugar. Like I was, right. I wasn't, there was no red meat, but you know what I mean? Like I wasn't eating a crazy amount of vegetable fruits and vegetables and I wasn't doing like mm-hmm. any tea, like any cleansing, you know, mm-hmm. type of things. But my, my, my stuff was extreme. Like it yeah, was yeah. freaking, I, I think I, I spotted for like three or four months. Mm-hmm. I, I got eczema all over my, like all over my legs. Cause it's just, it's coming out. It's coming out everywhere. You know, I was, I would, I, I think what I would identify as like shingles, like my body was just like, Oh Lord, like get it out. Like it's not right, here. Right. Like if my body went into like full, 
like just get this shit out like mm-hmm. now and so it's gonna be extreme but if I, again i was on birth control for almost 10 years so if right. it's been like a year or two you'll probably right, you'll be all right. but if, yeah but if it's been like for me it was almost a decade be ready mm-hmm. for some like really prepare yourself and really take it seriously but if it's been a couple years just come off of it, you know, and you can always eat better. And you can always yeah, say cleansing teas. Those are always going to be good for you no matter what, even if you weren't mm. on birth control. But I would definitely do some things that are going to help your body cleanse to to help offset what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it does depend on the time and the type of birth control. Because yeah. even though I wasn't on depo very long, like I had these emotional roller coasters when I was on them. Um, and an herb that really helps if you want to take some Dural. I feel like burdock root really helps me because yeah. it's a general blood cleanser. Yeah, and that's I, a great I still one. take it. Yeah, I still I take it. I need to start to taking day. it again. Uh, I got someone yeah. that I know who makes some on Instagram. I can send you the information. I'm going to text me all these herbs you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. We got you. Uh, I'm gonna we'll put, put us in a group text. Description and all that. <laughs> Um, so if you've been on birth control long enough to get a pension, you're in a world of hurt if you're going to go there, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, you're going to have some, yeah. you're going, it's going to be intense, most likely. Like, mm-hmm. mo- most likely it's going to be intense. And like, and the thing about it is, is that I was like, at this time, I was a professional athlete <laughs> when I mm-hmm. came off. So I was still in like great physical shape too Mm -hmm. so like i know that for me probably helped with detoxing you know what i mean like just from the sweating Mm -hmm. and the constant work you know what i mean like right right i can't imagine if you've been living a like get you an exercise routine oh yeah living like a a sedentary Mm -hmm. life and you're coming off of it like yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole it's gonna be a life change yeah that you're that you're gonna want to do and and i think it's to be something that you should commit to because you you have been doing so much damage to your body that mm-hmm. you're and you be gentle with yourself it is going to be a process you're not going to feel better immediately i no, went to the doctor when i was spotting because i i went to i went to the OBGYN when i was spotting and i was like listen lady like i've been i don't even like doctors mm-hmm. but I, i've been spotting for forever <laughs> this I, ain't came it. Off, I came off the birth control look at my legs you see my legs like it looked like a road map all over my legs just going crazy and she was like well, we could just always put you back on birth control. That's not the solution. <laughs> you know, get out of my vagina. You know what? You already broke your privileges, man. Yes. I can, like, you Shouldn't even came here, damn it. You did absolutely nothing for me. But she was like, well, you look healthy besides the spotting. Well, the spotting is, uh, you know what? <laughs> Give me my pants. <laughs> okay. Give me my copay back. Like... <laughs> I was doing better oh, with Google. This. I was better Listen. off. I was better off on Google than coming in this damn office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but be be patient. Yeah, it's definitely a big thing. Definitely a big thing. And I also noticed with a lot of these birth controls, they remarket them. I can't remember one of the names of them specifically, but they took it off because it was, you know, of course, getting lawsuits and whatnot. And then they remarketed it as a new pill you know, and put it back out there into the market because I've researched some stuff like I can't remember off the top of my head. But same manufacturer, just renamed it. And then, you know, the implant, that one you have to be patient with too. I haven't gotten that specifically, but I've heard so many stories of it moving and getting like yeah. lodged in girls' veins. And yeah. 
Woo chow. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. All right. <laughs> He's like, this is a lot for a man to take in, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I guess the uh, the question, I got two questions. Um, mm-hmm. There's a bit on the panderish kind of side. Um, <laughs> but uh, before I get to that, um, what would you say? What what would you like your final word for everybody, you know, just listening, like taking in all this information and you know, they got more questions or concerns, like what do you think they should do? Like what's your best advice to give to somebody? Um I would say go just diet change, something a less process, more natural. That's going to help you, whether you're coming off of birth control, want to get pregnant, if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding. That's going to help you and no matter, as a woman, just in no matter what stage you're in, that's going to help your womb health overall, period. Um, listen to your body. These doctors, it's not what's hot. Like, no. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I, not I, like, I'm not, not you know, listen. <laughs> I got doctors are trained in medical schools that are funded by pharmaceutical companies. Like that's who pays, that's who funds medical school. So they, that's how they're trained. And it's just not, none of them probably think that they're doing harm or they haven't Mm -hmm. accepted that they're doing harm because that's Mm -hmm. a lot of cognitive dissonance. If you were, you know, have to own that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and let them know what you want. Don't let them tell you what you're going to do. Like, let them know what you want and what you're doing. Um, and then if you're actually pregnant, um, relax, fill yourself with positive thoughts. Don't let nobody tell you no crazy horror stories about labor and pregnancy. Mm -hmm. If they had a bad story, tell them, keep it to themselves. Keep that to yourself. (laughs) Um, our, my midwife used to say, don't let nobody scare you about it. Tell them, Hey, I don't need to hear that. My baby is listening. Like, that's what she was like, my baby's listening. I, my baby don't need to hear that. And she used to put, like, her hands over the over her belly like she was putting over the baby's ears. Uh, she, that's funny. She, she was such a quirky little white lady. She was so funny. She'd be like, oh, the baby's listening. Like, and I was just like, oh, that it makes sense because what you take in and how you feel about it, those mm-hmm. emotions and those hormones that are associated with the emotion go to the baby. Yeah. So, like, no fear, no nothing, positive thoughts have a positive imagery and then um when you go to the hospital remember you're paying them they Mm. work for you Mm. they try to scare you but you don't want to get the bill at the end of the day so like you don't go to a restaurant and let the waiter tell you what you're gonna eat don't go in the hospital and let them tell you what they're gonna do to you all right Mm. like you are paying them you are a paying customer like Mm. so you could take that approach to it you'll be better off because they will try to do everything and anything to you in the hospital and pretend like you don't know anything. That's true. And yeah, that would be my, those would be my notes. (laughs) My probably overarching thing is to trust yourself. Like we are, especially as women, we are bombarded with so many things that tell you to listen to that or you don't know what you're talking about. Or even, like I said, Twitter's a crazy place. You'll tweet one thing about a natural remedy and you'll have a hundred people clawing at you and attacking you. But even when you don't think that you know, like I have in my bio, even when I didn't know, I knew innately. It was just something I said in response to someone's tweet way back when. And 
in my personal experience that has been so true to me. It's been so true to me. Even if you don't, you know, consciously know the word for it, the name for it, your body, just like how she was saying with pregnancy, you'll know what to do. Your body knows what to do. All right. Women have this innate sense of knowing, don't know where it comes from, whatever you want to call it. And if we listen to that, it'll direct us right every time. But we have to know what that voice actually is because it can be clouded and crowded by all these outside, you know, people, all these outside voices, all these outside things, entities that want to get into your mind and then eventually end up getting into your blood and your body. So just, just listen to yourself. Like, you know you better than anybody else. And to add on what the doctor thing, speak up. Like, do not let these people... Doctors get paid for writing prescriptions. I found that out recently, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they get paid for writing scripts. <laughs> so you don't have to... Every time I went to go get checkups from the doctor when I was back in college, they would just be like, oh, well, you're not on birth control. I'm going to write this. Go pick it up with ratings. I didn't even, I, I didn't even come in there for birth control. Dead, like dead ass didn't even come in there for birth control and they're writing me a prescription and I'm like okay do I have to get it no you don't all right thank you bye like don't let them fear you into getting things that you don't want that you don't if you're unsure about it be unsure about it well think mm-hmm. about it a little bit you know ask them the side effects ask them what are the side effects and the ingredients and I bet you mm-hmm. they'll be like well never mind or they'll be like well if you don't want it just you don't have to take like mm-hmm. you'll just mm-hmm. ask them and they Mm-hmm. they'll change their tune real new quick. story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's crazy so basically let me write you a prescription it's like let me pay myself that, that basically pretty, how pretty much yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> all right pretty so much. my question my last pandering question is my first and last pandering question is <laughs> what can us men do to help support women in their journey to come back to themselves <laughs> snap 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 <laughs> Like, okay, and if we're talking about, like, specifically in pregnancy, like, she's going to be emotional, and there's, she's going to be saying stuff and doing stuff that don't make sense, it and just know that she's pregnant, and the hormones in her body are changing, and, like, it don't even really make sense to her. Like, I mm-hmm. seen this lady crying because somebody ate the last piece of chicken, and she was literally, like, boo-hoo crying and he was like recording her laughing and she knew she was like i know i should be crying but she was like literally <laughs> distraught about yeah. it yeah and i was like and him recording and laughing is not like comforting her you know what mm-hmm. i mean it makes you right, like right. ashamed it makes you feel like yes i really am crazy and instead of like just con- like believe me she knows that it doesn't make sense like she just knows that like this is off but this is how i feel and i can't mm-hmm. hold it in and da 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 so like just comforter you know what i mean like mm-hmm. me like comforting her body is changing she has like no control over it whatsoever and and as far as it's like overall how do you like help women in coming back into their selves and their power just remind them of how powerful they are like because mm-hmm. if you with her she i hope that she is powerful i hope that she is in touch with herself and I hope you know what I mean like so just keep encouraging that growth and for her to trust herself and listen to herself what do you think how do you feel about it like ask those mm-hmm. questions and be and like okay yeah like help her work through things and don't like right. a lot of men will just leave the pregnancy to the woman you know what mm-hmm. I mean like research with her like because she gonna need somebody to bounce the ideas off of you know like so mm-hmm. sit there and read it's your baby too like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. and I do offer a daddy a daddy doula 
training if men want to like know what they can do because that's what in my if in my training or when I'm doing, I try to get the man to do as much stuff during the labor as he can and that he's mm. comfortable with because I'm trying to facilitate intimacy with them and their family. Exactly. So like, exactly. I'm not, if he's comfortable doing the massage or putting the pressure on her back, I'd rather him do it than me. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, cause I'm trying, this is a family that we're building here. So like the more mm. intimate the experience is between them, the better it is for their family going forward. You know what I mean? Like, so right. like, there and hell, you can just look up doula stuff. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so you do that? Okay, I got, I can do that. You know what I mean? Or oh, what position right. she needs to be in? Like, I can hold her up like that. I can help her squat. Like, be involved. Like, don't be like a lot of men are just so like when it comes to anything with a woman's body, they're just like mm-hmm. frozen. And they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to say anything <laughs> wrong. You know right. what I mean? Like, just be open to it. Don't be grossed out by it. I mean, if you are, you are like okay but (laughs) but like just you know just really be present with her and encourage her and let her know that she's powerful and all that good stuff Mm because she's more powerful you're more powerful and she's gonna put that power into your child so like yeah yeah and I agree with that especially with the listening and also make her learn with her be willing because we all have things to unlearn okay be willing to learn with her um and for me you know i can't speak on the pregnancy aspect but i can definitely speak on the birth control aspect you know a lot of us just go based off what we hear doctors here okay it just is what it is we don't know any better until we know better all right so with me and like my man for example you know he just recommended birth control because that's just what we were growing up taught to do you know get on it get on it, get on it but when i was finally both when i was like my body doesn't feel right on this like I don't know how to explain it. I'm, I'm, especially when I was taking the pill and I explained mm-hmm. to you how I just was throwing up all the time. And then on depo, I was just like, I don't, I don't like this. Like I gotta take myself off of it. And he was okay with it. He was like, you know what? It's your body. Like, I can't tell you what to do about it. I'll just be here to listen through the process. And then we learn together the bad effects. We learn together the things that, you know, can happen to the body and damage the body in the process. So listening and being open to learning with her and I'm sure that applies to pregnancy as well mm-hmm. you know yes cook for her too cook for like cater to there her a go. little <laughs> bit when she's pregnant like yes, like yes. baby sit down I'm like his dad cooked like one meal for me and he don't never he like never cooked and he made like lentils and kale and he like because I was just tired I was exhausted because I worked through most of my pregnancy and I was just like laying on the couch crying he's like what's wrong I was like I'm hungry but I don't want to cook nothing and I don't want to order nothing and he was just like what do I do what do I do just tell me what to do you know what I mean like and uh <laughs> And so, like, yeah, cater to her a little bit. Like, she's making a baby. Remember, she's actually creating a child inside of her. Like, just, you know, like, show her you appreciate that work that her body is Mm -hmm. putting in. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) I forgot one of the the first forms of birth control that I remember was um, rubbers. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Man, we don't even think about condoms no more. There's such an afterthought. They're so bad. They're so bad for your body. Everybody's they body. They're bad for everybody. The man like, and the woman. Latex the man and the woman. It's so bad. If you read the ingredients, 
and the side effects of condoms. Oh, yeah. like, oh, oh no, no, no. Yeah, okay. Like, mm-hmm. And those aren't discussed as much, but I mean, just think about the film on the inside. <laughs> the smell of the oh. nah. <laughs> Yeah, it, over- it overpowers the, you know, the other joint. Yeah. <laughs> love a foul or not. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, not I fair. mean, like, it just, Google it. Go- Google, Google, the Google what's in them, the side effects of it, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. all of that, all of, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the issues that women have with their womb and stuff, you can link back to the comments. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of that stuff, like, they and um some of the side effects like mirror STDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so, mm-hmm. you thinking you done contracted an STD and that's just a side effect from using condoms. Now you mm-hmm. you out here cursing and mad at somebody, and that ain't even what happened. Like right, just Google it. So basically, what you're saying is it's called Trojan for a reason. Ah, <laughs> words mean things. That is, man, Whoa. Right, my well, that one. <laughs> right, so um, if people want to find you, where can they find you? I am Ajaya Divine, A-J-A-Y-A-D-I-V-I-N-E on all platforms, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and com. And my podcast, Infinite Beings Unite, on Spotify and Anchor. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite as accomplished yet. I'm getting there. But <laughs> right now, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hope You Smile, H O P E Y O U, Smile, S M I L E. And you can find me where you found me at. <laughs> it's a boy. Facts, facts, facts. And I just realized that Ajay, you're you're right set up now. Like I just noticed. That. <laughs> I don't even know. It did that. My my battery said low battery, and I pushed uh, close, and then it just flipped right. I don't even know. I don't know. Won't she do it? Won't she do it? <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks again. No Peace. problem. Bye. <laughs>